From science to business, we talk about all topics impacting the Asian community in Western culture. My name is Richard Liu. And I'm Matt Gusty. And, and this, this is, is the Bamboo, Bamboo Breakthrough, Breakthrough Podcast. Podcast. Hey, Hi. hey, Matt. So, what's going on? I heard you were coughing earlier. You're getting sick. Oh, hey, wait, wait a second. We did this before. <laughs> I, I am not sick. Um, as you, as everyone will know, the coronavirus is still hitting news worldwide. So, um, if I cough, it means that I have the coronavirus. Apparently. Yep, and then I'll be infected as a yeah. Close. <laughs> but nah, it's all good. I've done my incubation. The worst. I've been. To, I went to Singapore three weeks now, and I haven't. Produce any symptoms, so I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah. So um, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting worried because a lot of people are kind of coughing, getting sick in the office. Yeah, there's actually been a lot of news as well, like especially in Korea. I think like that. Whole, oh, Korea is a hot spot yeah. for it. Have you seen that picture? Like, I thought I saw really long queues in like Singapore, but did you see like that photo? I think it was even Japan or Korea, but like the queue was like so long. It was like two hundred people for masks. People were trying to ah. masks. Because I reckon Korea wasn't like they they, they, thought, they thought we were safe until this whole thing came out, and then yeah. now they're like everyone's trying to buy masks, and there was like a huge aerial photo of like two hundred people just in a line. Yeah, and I was like, holy crap, that's insane! Like, well, let me second pull it quickly. But, but yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah, it's pretty insane. Well, I hope you guys invested in mask companies and mask stocks. You know, funny enough, I thought that would work, but I just checked out um, 3M, which is a mask provider, and their stocks went down, so I don't know what's going on there, so obviously, I do not know the financial market well enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe people out there, like, if you're listening, you can give us some financial advice. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, today we have a pretty interesting topic. Yep. Um, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about Asian parents. We all probably have one, <laughs> or two. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's <laughs> probably too. Yeah, yeah. But um, just like we want to talk about like us growing up, like how mm. um, your parents or like at least our parents like um, were different in terms of raising us versus yeah. like let's say white parents or Caucasian parents. The yeah. differences, the beliefs, the cultures, the values, and everything around that. Like I think it's an interesting topic because um, it's so memey. It can be really memey. Like a lot yeah. of things. Like especially if you see if you're on subtle Asian traits or like those websites all those Facebook pages at least, um, you see all these memes coming out and a lot of them are like pinning how we got raised up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it'd be an interesting topic kind of like to, co- to look at and cover. And so, yeah, I yep. thought let's, let's go tackle this one. Yeah. And you've got a couple of points that we want to talk about on, I guess, different dimensions of parenting that we could compare. Yeah. So, um, so I think like the most obvious one is Asian parents are like the, the biggest topic that I think the biggest way you can describe it is a term called tiger parenting or yep. authoritarian. Authoritarian? Authoritarian? Authoritarian. Authoritarian. There you go. Yeah, there we go. But like um, the whole concept of it is like high control and low support kind of like, um, okay. I guess, way of um, raising your children, right? Yep. Um, and in a way, you contrast it. To I guess we'll, we'll classify it as like white parenting or Caucasian parenting, which yeah, um, is Western parenting. Yeah, Western parenting. That's probably a better way to yeah. s- um, say it. Um, basically, like one of like higher support and lower control. Yeah. So it's like a very. What, what do you mean by support? So support can mean like anything from praising your uh, your kids. Yeah. Um, so it's like positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. versus the whole like. Oh yeah, you got an A plus. Yeah, good enough. Like that's yeah. not that's all right. And then you get like a B, and you're like, 
disowned. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that kind of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whilst, whilst the Westerns like uh, parody would be like, oh, you got to see, it's okay, next thing you get to be like, kind of yeah. like, yeah, it's different, it's a bit different. Like, mm. that's kind of like me, me, stereotypically, but like, yeah. it does, we, I've seen it, like, all my friends have experiences. Some don't, like, it's, that's why, like, we're kind of living in, like, for us, like, a Western country raised by Asian parents, whereas we're talking about this as an Asian parent versus mm-hmm. Western parent. Like, it's kind of interesting, I yep. think, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, we got some few points here. Um, so do you want to go through the? Let's go through the list. All right, let's go. Let's hit it. So, academics versus self-esteem. So that's an interesting one. So I want to see your point of view on that. I think. Well, your it, experiences maybe, and then what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to put it out there, my parents, I don't think fall within the strict kind of Asian parenting mm. category. So I mean, there are definitely traits about yeah. that, but I, I think I had a pretty mixed upbringing. See, this is interesting because. Um, I've had I was, I'm the complete opposite right like my yeah. parents are very tiger parenting like very focused on my ac- academics and stuff like that yeah. even though I wasn't to be honest but <laughs> um, but it's very interesting to see so like yeah so with academics or like what, what were your parents like focused on then Look, I think obviously good grades are extremely encouraged yeah of course yeah um, but they weren't massively prioritised and nor was I I guess chastise if I got really awful grades. Right. Yeah. Um, but I definitely didn't want it. I think there was the way that I was raised. I guess I kind of inherently wanted good grades. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but they'll then, never sacrifice like your self esteem. Like. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't feel awful if I got like. Yeah. Well, I didn't have external pressures to feel awful about it. Right. If I got bad grades, I'd feel awful about myself. Yeah, okay. Fair but enough. I think that that's pretty standard. That's pretty normal. Yeah. That's I, pretty healthy, I would say. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think like for me, um I think academics definitely as a kid. I mean, did you go tutoring or anything like I didn't, yeah. but I actually wanted to by the end of it. See, it's really funny because my my um, friend who also didn't get tutored wanted to get tutored, yeah. and everyone else would be like, "You're insane!" Like when the group that gets tutored, like I, I got started getting tutored when I was in like second grade or something, like, yeah. and then for the rest of my like I don't know ten years beyond it, like I got tutored. Like, yeah, I never um, got tutoring. Yeah, it's insane, like how the difference is, like yeah. Yeah, so a lot of my study was like a self-driven. Mm. It's um, good. It's good, but I don't think I ended up with a good study ethic. Right, okay. I mean, I don't think tutoring helps because, like, who else in my study ethic was pretty bad. Yeah. I think actually tutoring went, forced me, to, like, made me get, I guess, kind of felt like studying was repulsive to me because I had so much tutoring. Yeah. I feel like almost it might be better, like, if you're in the middle here, right? Like, a bit of tutoring, but not too much pressure. So being able to balance that is super important, I think. I feel like tutoring would have given you, I guess, a good... Not real, necessarily discipline, but technique on how to study. Right, fair enough. And that's oh, I, yeah, because okay. like you don't get taught how to study. That's you should, true. Like just have this piece of homework, just do it. That's true. Yeah, that's then, true. But there are effective study methods. There's, there's definitely yeah. yeah. Okay, that's an interesting one. Um, I would definitely count myself as, um, bit on the I guess my parents would definitely push me on the academic side, but yeah, I think I also got a bit lucky. I'm not too, wasn't too pushy, but yeah. definitely up there. I think. I think yeah. the question is. Why is academics so important for an Asian parent? I think it's the whole concept of... I think there's a few things here. I think one big thing is they want you to succeed in life. And by succeeding in life, it means securing yourself early on by getting good grades, getting into good school, getting good university, getting a good job. That the whole like structure and the beginning starts off with good grades. 
what they see yeah. at least. See, I think that's because Asians, especially the Chinese, yeah, have built a system that's like that. Mm, right. So I think it's really prevalent there because ages ago uh, this is concept called meritocracy, yeah, which is where I think ancient China they mm. deemed that I guess social mobility, so to move up a class, yeah. shouldn't be uh, dependent on your birth, right, and your like class, right? Yeah, but okay. I think they realized at some point that anyone could be really good and a statesman. Yeah. So they have kind of entrance exams to become, I don't know, like politicians yeah. or people that held like government positions. Yeah. So I guess from the beginning, a lot of this mentality is rooted in a culture and a society where good grades right. and studying are actually rewarded. Yeah. Which and I mean is a good thing. Yeah. In a way, yeah. Yeah. But it does kind of force people to compete. And it yes. has resulted in this tiger parenting style yeah. and priorities. Yeah. Because being able to study is one thing, mm. but being able to be successful at something isn't dependent on how you study. It's not, yeah. Yeah, because I think as we realize, as time go- goes on... Yeah, <laughs> as you enter the workforce. Yeah, and like, like yeah. just pure, unadulterated knowledge isn't everything. There's it's a lot of not. other factors that get missed out. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point to bring yeah. up because back then I think this originated in like 6th century BC or something yeah and then yeah like, people shouldn't govern based off status but based off your merit and your ability which yeah. fundamentally as a concept mm. I think is great it's great as a, as a concept it's 100% yeah. great yeah cool awesome that's a good view um, alright so next point strictness versus freedom um, that's a uh, yeah for me I did not get a lot of freedom until I think around in university. Um, some of my other friends still, a lot, a lot of them, especially I think um, the females, yeah. because I think their parents are a bit more worried on like their safety and stuff, so they still have that strictness even after university. Yeah. Um, but, I was, but my parents were very strict during high school and primary school. What kind of strictness did you face? So stuff like you have to be home by a certain time, you, have, you can't go to sleepovers, you can't date, um, and stuff like that. Like, I'll give you a funny example. So my my friend, I was this was in tenth grade. I was with him at um, a suburb called Eastwood, which is I guess you could say an Asian suburb here in mm-hmm. Sydney. Um, and I was hanging with him and his uh, girlfriend at the time. And my dad was picking me up, and he saw him hug her. And then as soon as I go in the car, he's like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's Scott, my friend." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, you can't be friends with him anymore." What? And I was like, why? He's like, oh, because he hugged the girl. What? And that's a bad influence. And I was like, you are insane for saying that. <laughs> so your dad stopped. Or wanted it you wasn't to even stop, me. <laughs> wanted you to stop being friends with the guy just because he made like physical contact. Yes, with the girl. girl. Because then it would obviously impact my studies because then I had cowed Oh my God. Yeah, so I was like, wow. The mental gymnastics required. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? To make sense of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's an example of that strictness of, yeah, so um, I guess it's pretty funny when you think about it um, in hindsight, but yeah, that's how yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay, that's, I don't think I experienced anything that yeah. bad. Okay. <laughs> what did you, like, experience? Like, not too much. I could do, like, a lot of the stuff, but I wasn't naturally, I guess, I don't know, like, rebellious or adventurous. Yeah. I didn't go out to do things just for the, he- the heck of it. Yeah. I didn't try to do dangerous things or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I never get into any of those issues to be honest yeah that's fair enough I mean to be fair though like I think some level of strictness is important I think 
especially like in high school where people are super vulnerable to like certain stuff like especially like drugs and stuff and smoking yeah. like all the kind of like the quotation mark bad activities you are in a very very like i guess in a way like you're very influenced by people you're oh, yeah. self, like you you're basically like peer pressured right in yeah. a way especially if you have like friends who are not the brightest in terms of like this this area and they just want you to do like random stuff and there's like bad stuff quotation mark and so I guess it, I can see the reason why you would enforce some strictness, but yeah, as as I said, that example would it's probably like that level you don't want to go into. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah I think that's borderline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, it's over now. Like after, as soon as I hit university, they're like, "Oh, go wild. Yeah. Go hug all the girls." That yeah, you go want. hug all the girls. You're, you're good now. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> so yeah, um, obviously, like yeah, obviously dating, wanting like yeah, yeah. no dating. Um, I'm not sure if that was enforced. Too. No, not yeah, for me. Okay. I was strictly not told. I was strictly told not to. Not to date. Not to date. Not to even speak to any girls, probably. <laughs> did that make it, I guess, even more exciting to talk to girls? <laughs> yes, it did. It actually good? did. Okay. So, like, even in high school, like, once you get to, like, like 10th grade, they start doing, like, all these co-rated programs, right? Yeah. Especially because I came from a boys' school. Oh, okay. I went to a co-rated school. Yeah, so I went to a boys' school, right? So, so that's why it was even, like, I guess for them, it was a blessing. They're like, oh, my God. He picked a boys' school. This is perfect. Yep. He's not going to get girls in. Like, right. Yeah. Um, so I think when I hit 10th grade, when a lot of co-ed programs brought in, I was like, oh, my God, girls, they exist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because I've, I've gone to a co-ed school my whole life. Yeah. So like that, that's been very normal for me. Right, yeah. But that's interesting, right? It's kind of like if you get artificially stopped to do something that urge to do it is even stronger it, it definitely i think like um yeah maybe like i guess want to like talk to girls a bit more because in a way you just didn't get the opportunity right yeah. and so um at least in university as soon as like i think it's a bit you, it's kind of sad in a way but you kind of you start off being a bit awkward like right now i'm playing completely fine but like sure you are oh, oh, wow. <laughs> there, hey. um but i think like it does bring out a bit of awkwardness and i think um it's a bit more like I think Asian parents should probably support this a bit more I think um, I'm completely fine if I was a parent I wouldn't really restrict my kids like I wouldn't think it would hinder their academic abilities or studying abilities if a girl wasn't in mind yeah. yeah. do you think all the strictness is rooted in the push to get grades I think uh, like 80% of it is yeah yeah. I think because like in the end it's like the whole thing like the structure of like good grades equals good school good high school good Uni, university college good grades yeah. equals good job therefore girls distraction therefore get girls out <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so I guess everything else serves as a distraction to studying yeah. and getting good grades exactly so yeah anyway so yeah that's an interesting one I, once again we're pretty contrasted here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. interesting yeah um, alright next one convention versus individ- individuality so I think like the, the best way to kind of look at this one is do you want to? Who do you want to be when you grow up? Kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Do you want to be defined, or do you want to, to like, I guess, grow up and figure out like what you want to be? Right. Did you get pushed to be any particular? See, I never or... actually. This is kind of like I think I'm a bit lucky here. I never got pushed to be like, let's say, an engineer or like yeah. a doctor or something. Even though, funny enough, as soon as I went got into business, they were fine with it until I told them I did marketing, and then they were kind of like, why? <laughs> But um, they never like actually pushed me like in youth, like before like in high school or like in middle school yeah. um, to tell me like oh you got to be take this like mm-hmm. yeah 
Like, they never actually did that. They never checked what I was doing. They, like, kind of, like, trusted me to, like, handle that. It's yeah. kind of weird because they were really academically, like, pressuring me, but, like, they wouldn't actually pressure me to do a specific um, job. So they were just kind of telling you to get grades for the sake of grades. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And they'll hopefully, like, they'll, they'll probably, like, in their minds, if he gets good enough grades, he'll pick something that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Not like... He'll pick law. <laughs> yeah, he'll pick law or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. What about yourself? Yeah. I think mine, mine was the same, actually. Mm. I wasn't pushed any particular direction. But yeah. I honestly would have appreciated some. Mm. Um, I, mean, I think it helps, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it helps a bit because you don't know what you're doing. That's true. When you're like 15 or 16, you're like, hey, go to this uni and pick a career or pick a degree that yeah. will kind of define 80% of your whole life <laughs> yeah. with the career that you're going to get afterwards. It's super funny because what you pick is actually going to define your career and oh, it is yeah. actually going to define the rest of your life. And like, you're making that decision when you're like 17. Yeah, which is insane, right? Yeah. So you'd expect even, this might not be even from a parent's side, you expect schools to help you a lot more on this. Yeah. Yeah, which... It's, you have no idea what the job market is like at that age. Yeah. You don't know like if what you're doing is actually, or what you're studying Has is actually prospect. what you're going to be doing. Yeah, okay. Like, and what that actually looks like as a job. And that, that's probably the most important. I think what it looks like as a job is pretty important because for example, I love history. Yeah. I reckon if I went to my career advice, advisor and I said, I love history, can I do something in history? They're probably like, oh, yeah, go for it. Like, yeah. plenty of jobs out there. A job called Jokes. a historian. Yeah, historian, where you don't have that many. Yeah. And where else are you going to go there? Yeah. So, like, I've actually, um, I think someone I know who changed, like, their, I guess, study path because they realized his history is too hard to actually find a job, which is unfortunate. But sometimes, like, you, you have to kind of, like, I guess, uh, adapt to what yep. the current, like, condition is in the market right so yeah yeah i guess wouldn't that be then a point towards convention because i guess with convention you kind of almost guaranteed a job True. in that space so yeah. let's say if you do accounting mm. or finance yeah it's a very conventional job but the reason it's conventional is because there's a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs out there. Yeah. yeah so it kind of helps you secure that so kind of space. i'm i think i'm both i'm in the and i'm here like, i'm conventional individuality you don't, you don't know why i did marketing and finance the finance was convention. The marketing was individuality. So I did the finance part as a security yeah. because my parents was happy when I told them I was doing finance. Yeah, I was going to say, was the finance part your own choice or was it a choice driven to kind of put your parents at bay so they can Definitely put it. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you can, this, is, this is how you do it. Get a double degree or get like a double major and just pick one that's individual and one convention and then you're yeah. safe from both parts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, that's smart. Yeah. So yeah, um, anything else you want to add at that point? No, I think, I think that, that's it, it yeah. yeah. Alright, awesome. So, fourth point, shame versus praise. This is an interesting one. Okay, I think that is pretty big. Okay. I think, in general, I guess, a very traditional Asian parent isn't good at showing affection. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually terrible. Yeah. See, there's like a, a very big meme out there, like, Asian parents will bring you fruit. I don't know if they, your parents it's, do that. I guess the way that they... They show their love. Yeah. yeah it's through bringing food. Really food. Like, kind of when you're studying, they're happy you're studying, they love you, they're going to bring you some food when you're studying, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, it's... They do it through gestures, yeah. right? But they don't express it verbally. I don't think... Oh, I think my mom said it. I think it's... Maybe mums are better than Mums are a bit better. I think dads would struggle with this. I think, like, looking at myself, I don't know if I'll struggle with that, but yeah, I can definitely see why. Yeah. Yeah, but I think definitely a huge one. Like It's like for... Asian dads like showing affection is like not masculine or something yeah I think so yeah oh well I mean if I mean I guess a lot of our parents are Asian like immigrants like we're first gen some mm-hmm. of them second gen 
I think they have a like a, a mask of being tough and stuff because they're trying to bring the bread into the family and stuff like that. The whole kind of like traditional thinking. I have a feeling that all of it is about, I guess, taking the pressure head on and right. um, shielding the rest of the family from yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah. they have to seem like stoic and manly. Right. Um, although they are suffering because no job at that level or like no life at that level is stress-free. Yeah, exactly. But then they don't want to... I guess burden the rest of the family with their stress. Yeah. But then I guess the way that it's come up, or the, the way that it's manifested, is trying to be tough and manly. Yeah. Which I guess is like the first reaction. So they're just doing that as the first initial reaction, right? So, yeah. Mm. But yeah, I think at least my, my my parents are pretty good with this. I think I am probably they probably praised a lot more than shamed. Mm. I think actually. Now that I think about it, it's probably like 50, 50 to be honest. Um, <laughs> That's like, more than some other. Yeah, like, okay, see, like, the the whole meme is, like, you get A, it's not good enough, but you can't even go above that. But if you get B, you have to get A, right? Um, but, like, for me, it was, like, if you got crap marks, you got shamed. If you got good marks, you got praised. So, mm. so like, I was okay as long as I got praised. I mean, I got, sorry, good marks. If I got bad marks, rip. So, yeah. Okay, but well, yeah. I guess this kind of leads on to the next one, right? Mm. Which is the you owe me versus I owe you. Yeah. And I think going back to the kind of stoicness, because the dad is usually a breadwinner. Yeah. They, by, I don't know, like shielding the rest of the family from doing all this stuff and making the most of the money. Mm. And they think like, oh, a lot of, there's a lot of stress that I'm facing in my day-to-day life. Yeah. It's like, this is what I'm doing for the family. So they kind of have that, I'm the provider, you guys owe me something. See, this is interesting because this is this is probably like the most like, I, I don't think this is actually defined quite well. I think in a lot of cases, I think my my parents don't really... Um, actually, this might be because... I, this might be interesting, but like I don't think they really see me as like, oh, you owe me kind of thing. I think they do point it out, but they're not never ever like saying, oh, yeah, you got to put me into... like mm-hmm. you got to buy me a house in the future or like stuff like that. I'm not like a retirement fund like in the yeah. house. Which I think I don't know. I don't know what the premise out there is for other Asian kids or white, oh, sorry, Western kids and stuff like that. But that's not, yeah. So I don't know if I'm on the other side actually. I think what's more prevalent, especially with immigrant parents, yeah, is the big notion of I fled my home country. The whole story. Yeah, yeah. fled my home country to Western country to have a better life for you. Yeah, I didn't get to enjoy my youth. Or got it. Got it. Yeah. And then they have a chip on their shoulder because if the kids are enjoying that western life that the parents <laughs> holidays yeah, yeah no but even just like the freedom yeah um and i guess the western values and all that kind of stuff that they're not working hard as as hard as their parents That's did true. they kind of shame the kids and saying like That's oh true, you actually. owe me this stuff because i left the country for a life for you That's but then true, actually. they almost don't give the kids a chance to enjoy that life right so by yeah, doing the you owe me so you're thinking of that yeah I mean that actually makes more sense like yeah yeah, if you're doing all these activities that they couldn't do they'll in a way from the point before shame you saying I fled my country I'm working my back off and you're like having fun like it's kind of like that kind of element yeah yeah okay gotcha gotcha yeah makes sense I think people are kind of divided on that view because I'm personally of the view that well they're enjoying the life that you've built for them kind of like let them enjoy it obviously Mm -hmm. with a balance yeah so I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. I think 50-50 is... So, yeah, that's an interesting interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that notion is really reflected in mm. Western families. Yeah. And this is this kind of brings us to the next notion of, like, 
leaving the house at 18. Like, I actually had a conversation recently with, um, I think it was like a, someone at a networking or like co-working event kind of thing. And it was funny because I asked them, like, I were talking about like living where and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I'm still living at my parents. And like, oh, that must be awesome. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he was like, oh yeah, I got kicked out when I was 18. I'm like, oh. That's a thing. That's yeah. actually a thing. <laughs> I think Asian families want to... Well, they have that whole extended family notion, right? The whole family, like, yeah. Westerns have t- typical kind of nuclear family where yeah. you've got your parents and the kids in mm. one place, but Asians kind of include the extended family. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so I think Westerns like to kick their kids, <laughs> yeah. kids out and be yeah. kind of family-dependent, like free of their kids. Yeah. But then I think the Asian parents see that their kids still want to... Part of. Part yeah. of the family going forward and will probably require some support yeah. from the kids going exactly. forward. Whereas Westerns yeah. value their independence, yeah. um, vice versa. That's true. And this brings us to the last point, which is the whole culture of food, family, respect kind of thing. So kind of did t- touch about it just then. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like Asian parents definitely like really, really focus around the whole family, around food, around just being together and cooked, that whole spirit. Yeah. Well, it's definitely like, I'm not saying like Western parents are like this, is like are not like this. But they definitely like value their independence a lot more. Like every, yeah. all the kids like wanted their independence. The parents want their independence. Like it's a bit more separate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not uncommon to see a lot of grandparents staying with like the family once. Oh, it happens all the time. Especially and then it can kind of work sometimes yeah. when the grandparents end up taking care of the kids. It does, yeah. And then the Future, parents children. actually like, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and the parents are off working somewhere else. Yeah, but yeah. then just having that two sets of parents in the house because. Mm-hmm. Forever, you're going to be your parents' kids, even yeah. if you're like 40s and have your own kids. Yeah. And there's going to be some headbutting there. Yeah. So, so I think that's a pros and cons. It's got both pros and cons, yeah. I can see yeah. definitely both definitely. pros and cons. But yeah. And then, yeah, I guess the whole family togetherness part is pretty big in Asian families. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully that some of that relates to you. Like, what, what do you guys think? Like, do you guys swing towards the Western way of get upbringing or the Asian upbringing? Like, I think, as you can see, like, although certain elements were like I would think like oh yeah definitely a lot more strict and stuff like that other elements I will think actually my parents were actually probably a bit more leaning on that side yeah. yeah and I guess how would you raise your kids that's true yeah that's a big thing especially like, for those of you that did grow up in western yeah. society you've seen both sides I mean if you've seen your western friends and how they grew up mm. versus how you were raised that's an interesting one I think yeah. there's good parts for, from both sides I think just take the best parts of both sides right? from both yeah. yeah technically technically, and then we're just gonna be it's probably a lot easier said than done yeah and then so we're we'll becoming see. tiger parents in the future and then our kids are gonna make a podcast around us yeah probably <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cycle continues yeah, exactly alright thanks for listening um, and yeah tune in next time Thanks, everybody. Thanks.